What's up, fellow Zeros? Thanks for tuning in to Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast that doesn't know what to do with our hands. You did it. You're raising yours. Are you dabbed? <laughs> First one in a while. Are we tied now? Yeah. All right. Feels good? Feels good. All right. My name's Joe. I'm here to talk about the movie Paper Man, and joining me are two other teenagers at a party, and their names are Corey. The podcast is a fluke. What around here is swimming with them? And sequel. I do know what to do with my hands. Gross. <laughs> Depends on the day. Doing it right now. <laughs> Where are you going? Somehow oh, less you threw gross. your phone. <laughs> Somehow less gross. You threw your phone in celebration. Yes, I did. Nice. It's always really exciting when you win one. Yes. It's like a great feeling. I yep. will never know that joy. <laughs> Maybe I, one day. I don't know, man. I For me, it's like getting to pick them would be... Like, technically, I win the most, most of the times... But you do. You win ninety percent of the time. But there's Easy. no than, yeah, threshold yeah. I have to hit. Like I don't have to match anyone's answer. No. It's different. No, it's a different you're right, kind of you, win. But like the unabated joy that I have of like sitting through and like scouring through like the script and being like, this is a good line. If I got to do that and be like the final decision about what that line was every week, I'd be really happy. It's nice that you think I do that much work. A better way of doing this especially when we had like a crew of five is if we sent joe like our four picks and he would open the show with the best one that would have been more fun to track yeah oh that would have been interesting and just like like just have one person send me all four so this way i couldn't i wouldn't know whose is whose Ooh, yeah like a blind one like a burner just to make sure there's no bias make a zth burner well just one of you each week could have sent me all four of them and i would i like burner accounts they're burner accounts (laughs) They're Are big they really? right now? Yes, they're huge. Oh, really? Apparently, there's a Justin Verlander burn, and especially in the sports with the last oh, couple of weeks. There's okay. a Justin Verlander one. There is a... a um, I know what you mean, though. Uh, as, uh, what's that? Adam Gase had a burner account, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, so... Alright. ZTH Burner. But this is not a podcast <laughs> about burner accounts. This is a podcast about Paper Man. But first, we ought to let you know what else we've been watching this week. Why don't we got the big winner sequel start us off? I watched two movies. Okay. One I've seen before, one I've never seen before. It's one of the movies that just slipped through the cracks. Nice. Can't wait. Uh, first one I've seen before, Unstoppable. I yeah. haven't seen that. That's a good movie. Yeah. It's what is, what is it? Denzel Washington and Chris Pine are work on a train, and um, T.J. Miller and uh, what the hell's his name, Corey? Uh. You would be there at this Help year. me. The fr- Frankie from Boy Meets World. The, uh, uh, Ethan Supley. Yes. That's the word. They screw up and they let a train on the tracks with no air brakes attached. Was with, it unstoppable? With, it's unstoppable. The foddle is in the full position. So Chris Pine and Denzel Washington and Rosario Dawson are working together to try to stop this train. Kevin Corrigan's in this movie. There's a lot of people in this, that movie. I forgot how many people Kevin Dunn's in it. Kevin I think Dunn's I saw this advertised or just while scrolling through a streaming service. It looks dumb, but it's not. It's okay. just exciting. I don't yeah. know. I really like it. Nice. Really like it. It was like early Chris Pine, too. Like, I think it's pre-Star Trek Chris Pine. I without, without a question. Yeah. It's 2010. Yeah. Well, 2009 was Star Trek. Is it really? Oh, okay. Yeah. So just, so post just Star wow. Trek. <laughs> <laughs> Concurrent <laughs> Captain Kirk. Yeah, Denzel's really good in it, too. He usually is. Um, is he bad at, has he been bad at anything? Hmm. I mean, I don't love Book of Eli, but he's still fine in it. I can't you think of... You know what? I'm not a Fences fan. Like I've oh, never man. seen I it. It's just... But is he... A half hour in, like, Denzel, shut up. <laughs> What but is he doing bad his... in it? I get, no, he got nominated for Best Actor, okay, so, so then, people think yeah. he's good. But I guess there's roles <laughs> like people get nominated for that you're like, I don't know what everyone else is seeing. I guess Fences was an achievement, per se. Not my cup of tea. The other movie I watched that I've never seen before that slipped through the cracks all these years is The Talented Mr. Ripley. Oh, yeah. That's really good. It's creepy. That's a creepy movie. That's Matt Damon, yes. right? Yes. Okay. The the guy, uh, Tommy Wiseau and what's-his-face, Greg Cicero, would go and watch that movie like two or three times. Oh, yeah. yeah. The, yeah that's in the was, book, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, well, Tom, Tommy Wiseau was obsessed with it. One of the lines is uh, like almost a direct pull from Talented Mr. Ripley. You're tearing me apart, Lisa? No, that's, no, that's uh, from uh, Streetcar Named Desire. No. No? That's from uh, the James Dean movie. 
Uh, Rebel Without a Cause. Rebel Without a Cause. Streetcar Named Desire is the scene he does the Stella! That's right, yeah. yep. <laughs> um, Pound is ripping really creepy. Philip Seymour Hoffman's in the movie for like three scenes, and he like wins the movie <laughs> based nice. on those three scenes. He's pretty, he's pretty phenomenal in it. Has Jude Law in it. Gwyneth Paltrow's in it. She's okay. But... <laughs> <laughs> Poor Gwyneth. She's she, just... She's good sometimes. She's just okay. She's fine. So yeah, uh, Matt Damon plays um, Tom Ripley, who kind of is like an imposter and assumes the identity of a certain character, and it becomes him trying to cover things up when people... Uh... Is it like Gattaca? No. That also has Jude Law? <laughs> Gattaca's good, though. Gattaca is good. <laughs> it's like reverse Gattaca. This takes place in the 50s. Reverse Gattaca. <laughs> and um, a gag. Yeah, seriously. No, can't do it. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it was really good. I liked it. It was this is so that completes the three picture deal that Matt Damon got when he made Goodwill Hunting because um, Miramax made Goodwill Hunting, and he had to sign a three picture deal. So it was Goodwill Hunting, Rounders, and Talented Mr. Ripley. Pretty three for three. I would yeah, say. I'd say so. Yeah. I like the two that I've seen. You haven't seen Talented? No. It's good. It's on uh, Netflix if you want to check it out. Okay. Man, I got a full queue already. Yeah, man. And you got to get those best picture noms. Yeah, I'm probably going to watch other stuff after after I finish those up. Corey, what have you been watching? I've only got two things that I'm going to talk about. Um, Sorry. I'm gonna get we all have two, two things. Have two yeah. things. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, my two things I watched... I don't, no, I definitely did not finish, but I started watching the Aaron Hernandez doc i watched five minutes of that today <laughs> yeah did you, did you just stop because you didn't want to watch it or i got you got called up, i got up. cable and on long island when you get cable you get the altice one package now mm-hmm. and that has netflix built into it nice. so i just was testing out my netflix and that was the first thing that popped up cool it's good it's interesting um i want to see where it goes I, like i said i haven't finished it i so. can tell you where it ends well, we know where it ends that's <laughs> touche Actually, it's technically it's still ongoing, right? Because they keep uncovering new stuff about them. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Yeah, um, it's not. I mean, it's it's a classic true crime. What does what does the damage that football causes, like how does that affect the life after the game, um, type stuff? I mean, it's it's interesting. It's 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 fun, and the other thing that I have been obsessed with all week is you. I started watching you. Oh, okay. You like from outside? You. You. Like, <laughs> uh, it's a show. It's a show oh. on Netflix. I think it was on TV and got canceled. Netflix picked it up because the second season just dropped on Netflix. Is that the show with the stalker guy? Yes. Yes, it is. That show was intriguing, but not enough for me to want to watch it. The first episode, I was like, meh. Uh, I'm on episode like six now, and I'm like, I can't wait to finish it tonight before I go to bed. All right. How many, what is it, like 10, ten. episodes? 45 ten. minutes-ish? Yeah. Yeah, um, I started this one too. Yeah, I have a little. I started it for ten minutes when I got cable. He like the works first at a time. bookstore, right? Yes. Oh wow, I could not get into that at all. Uh it's the again the first episode. I was kind of like meh on it, but I was like, I'll power through it. Are you watching the, it with Pam? The wife wants to watch the second season, so I figure I'll power through it so I can watch whatever. Uh, and the first episode, I thought I was going to end up having to power through it, and then. The more I got, the the longer it goes, the more intriguing the show has become. the The characters are way more complex than what you get in episode one. Episode one, you think is pretty one dimensional. Everybody is who they say they are, or like, there's like just taking a face value. And the only real character arcs are going to be between him and the girl he's stalking. Not the case. So there's layers. Um, there's a lot. Yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, it's it's interesting. I like it a lot. Nice. What an age we live in. Like, if it's like the 80s, you had like two, four, seven yeah. <laughs> sitcoms. This, this is so much great content for us to watch like these it's days. borderline too much. It's not borderline. It just is. Yeah. We it's, can't keep, like, how often do we I, actually all have the same things? I don't want to call it too much. I want to call it a lot. Okay. Because I, we're not under no obligation to watch all of it, right? You pick and choose what you like. But there's so many good things to yeah, choose but from. Just like, See, you me, can't watch everything, which is the problem. For me, too, it's sometimes I like I, I build up these cues, and as I'm like working through them, I'm like, ah, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. And then you add more shit. And then new <laughs> things come up, and like, the things that I've been pushing back just keep falling back further. I should, at this point, there's no reason I have I shouldn't have 
started and gotten a good chunk of Clone Wars or Rebels done with my access to Disney Plus. And Never seen an episode of either. Same, they just same keep, boat. They just, things just keep sliding in and pushing I guess it back down. my point is they're not going away. Like, That's even true. if they get pulled off their streaming service, it'll go on something else yeah. or it'll be obtainable some other way. So, you got, as long as your heart's beating, man, you can watch to, these shows. I just need to take a month's vacation from work. God, just power through everything I've missed. You'd think and then still not be able to. That's the worst part. You'd think as a teacher I would have time to do these things. And for some reason, I feel like I'd piss away my stomach not watching these things. Having a life like a weirdo. <laughs> Going to drink beers with friends. Yeah, working for some reason. That's pretty good too. Not the working part, but the drinking beer with friends part. I choose to work. I don't have to. I get paychecks through the summer. Yeah, well, but I, I mean, you got to hustle. Yeah. yeah you don't true. have to, but you choose to, and I respect that. That's yeah, fair. You should hustle. I like to hustle. But that's enough about me. Joe, I can't wait to hear what you've been watching. Little Woman. That was one of the things. <laughs> Stop guessing all the things I watched. I, watched I think we l- both knew that already. Yeah, 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 I did tell you. I oh. gotta have a prediction that Joe really liked it. I mean, I didn't really like it, okay. but I liked it enough. Okay, I, I think I'm gonna really like it. I'm kind of excited for it. It was, it was, it was kind of like the Phantom Thread slash the favorite category where i was like i don't really want to watch this but i'm going to but i like this way more than those yeah it seems a lot more interesting than it, those it two, is right yeah timothy chalamet doing it again you can like take it to the bank that he's going to be in an oscar nominated movie every single year chalamet <laughs> what sure, a great last sure, name sure, sure, ronin. ronin yep emma Another watson's in this right yes hmm? emma watson's in this yes. too right and there's like sad people hey yeah i get you i never read the novel couple, couple so. neither have i but there are a couple scenes that very sad. Okay. Joe was moved. So that's pretty good. I, so I expected that to be maybe the worst of the best pictures outside of Joker, because I hate Joker. <laughs> did you see um, see it uh, at AMC? I did. Was it a large theater? It wasn't a large enough theater. It okay. wasn't. They okay. haven't moved to the tiny one yet. Good. And the other movie that I watched was, I went and I saw 1917. Yay! What'd you think? <laughs> oh, no. See, oh, Rot- no. Rotten Tomatoes has it in 89%. And, like, how the hell did 11% of people not like this yeah! movie? Yes! <laughs> it was, we, 1917's incredible. It's so you, good. If anything, you really undersold it. Because, like, I loved it. It's so, so good. much. It's so good. It's, that was a war- You bastard. Uh, <laughs> you bastard in your slow play. You motherfucker. Okay, so that... I. So I made my top ten list before I saw that. Mm-hmm. That's in there. Yeah, it's definitely it's, making mine. It's oof. gonna be high. Yeah, I, it's it's probably gonna be. We think it's winning, right? It's between that and Parasite. That's that's the big race right now. I don't know why I'm telling you guys this because we do our pool, but listen, <laughs> we can easily look this up. Listen, nineteen seventeen is gonna be my pick either way. So um, it's <laughs> spoilers for our pit for our pools. Um. Yeah, 1917. It's amazing. Like, the score is amazing. The way it's that's, shot is amazing. That's winning, by the way. The way it's shot is... It's, yeah, it's winning so many things. It's winning a lot of things. I wouldn't be surprised. Like, if you haven't seen 1917, get out and see it. There are it's two such or an th- undersold yeah. movie, too. I feel like it doesn't have the hype or, like... And the thing is, Americans love World War II movies. We love them. World War One. This, this is, is a World War One yeah, movie. Yes. We don't see a lot of World War One movies. No, that's true. As a huge fan of World War One, I, I can't wait. As a man with a history degree, <laughs> it's true. I do, in fact, have a history degree. Technically, two of them. Yeah, but see, nineteen seventeen. I will tell you that there are two or three scenes of just our main character running that They're are worth, incredible. The, worth incredible. the price of admission alone. All right, so amazing. It's not. Or you haven't seen it. We're yet, not right? spoiling anything. Well, no. don't spoil any because there are twists and turns in the movie that I didn't see coming. The running scene, the one, the running scene, the preview. I, I legitimately cannot wait. I cannot wait for it. That's the scene. That's that's that, the, that's the, the scene. The yes. moment when it happens, yeah. and for him doing what he does, yeah, it's it's incredible. I'm seeing it tomorrow morning. Dad. I'm like, Joe, don't don't worry. Good. Stand, I'm, so, I'm so happy. Standing, you are. I almost wanted to stand in the theater and clap. That was. Yeah, I should, I, should actually, I should actually look Phenomenal. at when it's Yeah, we're gonna talk about this next week. It's oh. gonna be amazing. Yeah, it's it, 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 I'm. <laughs> I don't have to pick up Pam until 8 o'clock at night, so I might go to, to Stony Brook in the morning and not leave until I have to go pick her up to, from the airport. His performance, what I thought was incredible, I'm surprised he hasn't gotten any like. I think it's because buzz. there's so little dialogue in the movie. I would but imagine that's why he's not there. Physical acting. He's also unknown. 
Yeah, but... Uh... Don't get me wrong. I was also surprised because I had to double-check the nominees after getting out of the theater, and I was like, he's not in there? I just went, I just went Dolby. I mean, yeah, oh, they just Dolby took it out that. of Dolby. I went to oh, Dolby. Have it. It's digital yeah. IMAX. Mm. It was only two weeks. I went to the Dolby and like I made it a point to get to Dolby. <sighs> IMAX will still be really good. You just want to see it on the biggest screen as possible. Yeah, of course. All right, well, there it is, 130. Oh, IMAX. I'm so yeah. glad I got someone to talk to about yes. this movie now. Oh my God, there's nobody in this theater. Perfect. Very exciting about this. Get a great seat. <sighs> like, look at that. Like, look, look at that little... Oh, yeah. Get in there. All right. right there. I can't sing the praises of 1917 enough, but this isn't what the show is about. So, and paper man. I'll leave it at there. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave it at that. That's what we've been watching. I'm reserved. You've reserved your seat? Yep. Great content. I don't care. <laughs> I know. Let's get into the movie facts for Paper Man. Paper Man came out in 2009. It's rated R, and it's one hour and 50 minutes long. It's directed by Kieran and Michelle... Mulroney, I'm guessing they're a married couple, or brother and sister, who knows? Cousins. Cousins. Some relation somewhere. Or not. Or not. <laughs> Random people with the same last name. Just a team, they found each other on Facebook. <laughs> so, we're directing movies now. <laughs> this is what we do. Good for them. Uh, the rule of five for the starring, I got Jeff Daniels, Emma Stone, Ryan Reynolds, Lisa Kudrow, and Kieran Culkin. Hunter Parrish just fell short, although I mentioned him now, so that's six. No one else knows any of the other people in this. Budget? Question mark. I couldn't find it anywhere. Hmm. And when Low you, is my guess. When, yeah. you, when you hear the gross, you'll understand why I couldn't find the budget. $1.3 million. $13,514. Get the fuck out of here. It was a Sundance movie. Yeah, it's probably... Was I don't it a think, Sundance movie? I don't think it ever got released wide. It definitely didn't, actually. Holy shit. And that was all domestic. Surprising no one. The scores for the movie. Rotten Tomatoes coming in at 32%. Certified, ugh. Audience score on Rotten Tomatoes, 48%. They kind of agreed. IMDb, 6.6 6 out of 10. Metacritic, 37. With a user score on Metacritic of 6.4. I feel like the longer we've done this podcast, the more Metacritic has start, started aligning itself with Rotten Tomatoes. Maybe. Where it's not getting so... It's not as insane as it used to be. I'm surprised this Sometimes has a Metacritic score. Yeah. Warriors doesn't, but this does. Mm. Warriors is old, though. Like, Paper Man, this is 2009. Everyone was already used to the internet. But, like, Warriors has, like... Yeah, but who goes back and reviews the Warriors? People goes back and reviews crap all the time on Rotten Tomatoes. That's fair. (laughs) All the time. I guess no one gives a shit about Metacritic, or... Metacritic is an aggregate. I don't know. Moving on. (laughs) Can't Can't get... Go down this road. Those are the movie facts for Paper Man. We're going to give you our general thoughts about Paper Man, which, as always, are going to be spoiler-free, starting with my boy, Corey. So this movie is certainly confusing for me. This is um, in the same vein as Ghost World. Oh, yeah. Um, Same sort of indie style to it. Had that feel, had that grit and and emo-ness that I usually love. But something was off-putting about this. And, and I, I've been able to pinpoint what a couple of those things are. Um, but I'm really torn. I can't tell if, if this movie is a stroke of indie genius or is a poorly made movie. And I hope that by the end of this conversation we can figure it out. We'll get to there. We'll get you there. See, what do you think? I think this is a poorly made movie, Corey. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> uh, a lot of things in this movie I found kind of inappropriate. I didn't dig a lot of the decisions that the characters made. Um, I didn't laugh that much. There's one really good scene, and like the rest was kind of like fell flat for me. I was intrigued to see what would happen next, and I think that's what's been happening with a lot of the indie films that we review. It's what direction are we heading in, but it never really got there for me. So that, that's that's where I'm at with this one. Joe, what'd you think? I like this. Uh, it's it's a coming-of-age story, but it's for a much older character than you normally see in coming-of-age. I am so happy right now. We have all three parts of the spectrum covered. Continue, That's true, we to, do. I'm sorry to cut you off. No, that's okay. It's I understand, like, a lot of it, there's a lot of cringe here, like, more than Ghost World. I think it has a very similar feel to Ghost World, I agree. I liked it about as much as I like Ghost World, I guess. Wow. It's... The comedy comes from the awkwardness, and not necessarily comedy is written. Like, I laughed a lot during this, but I don't think I was supposed to. 
It was more of an uncomfortable laughter. Unintentional comedy. Yeah. But I enjoyed it, and I think... Actually, you know what? I'm not... I'm going to save that. It's not even... It's borderline spoiler, so I won't. So I'll just say, those are our general thoughts for Paper Man. From here on out, we're going to be spoiling Paper Man and getting into specifics. It is available for streaming on Amazon Prime. If you have that, check it out if you want to know what we're talking about. And spoilers for Paper Man starting now. I was not sure if this movie rushed its third act or didn't feel the need to close the story or if they actually made the choice to end the story the way they, the way that they ended the story. I'm going to go with they chose to end it this way. Then I think that what Jeff Daniels does to Emma Stone is one of the worst things a human being has ever done to another. Okay. I don't know if I would go that far. I just think as... So, when Jeff Daniels decides to grow up and gets rid of his superhero imaginary friend, I don't know why he arrived at that conclusion. Like it's it's poor storytelling in that regard. Is it just because he got caught and think I got to put away childish things now? Because he, ne- he doesn't really come of age, in my opinion. He just decides one day... I don't need you anymore or I shouldn't have you anymore. And it's weird to me. Like, I don't think they do a good enough job, like, showing him his, his growth. That's I, a fair point. I, I Yeah, that was, I guess, part of my problem is that, like... It does feel rough. It, it, it moves at this almost snail's pace, and I liked the pacing, and I was really on the edge, like, being like, I, I want to see where this ends up going. And I had the feeling that it was going down the road of not really having a happy ending. And I was cool with that. I was very okay with that. But then the the third act hits, like, the, essentially the day he wakes up from the from the kegger. And everything just kind of, like, rushes through the end. Okay, we're done here. No more Montauk. And I'm like, whoa, can we pump the brakes and let this... I mean, it's a long movie already. You really can't add that much more into it. It is almost two hours. It is almost two hours, but, like... Something needs to get condensed. They could have cut elsewhere. other stuff. Yeah, because yeah. it's just there's. They do rush it at the end. I agree with that. And that's my biggest problem because I, I and I feel like that's part of why I don't like what he does to her, Emma Stone. That is. Well, what does he what do? What does he to do? Her? What are we? We're yeah. we're at that point. Okay, so my understanding is that she doesn't have any parents. I think she has parents. They're just not in the movie. Maybe, but then why is she the, has that why line the, to Kieran Culkin? And she's like, "Would you rather have no parents or no friends?" And then and then the, they're sad together. And she, and it clearly and she has friends, which leads me to believe that she doesn't have parents. Well, does she really have friends? She has a boyfriend. I, I don't think she has friends actually. No, and that's a fair point. But like, what she's what she's doing is filling her life with her fake friends. I don't know. I just think. I, which is super ironic when the reveal happens. Yeah, well, I think she has parents. I think her parents hold her responsible for the death of her sister, which and her parents her... They'll probably parents soured that relationship. Act like she doesn't exist. Yeah, that's my understanding. Okay. of Okay, because I don't think she lives in that house by herself. No, we're, and again, it takes place on Long Island. You can't do that on Long Island. Yeah. They'll catch no. your ass real Dude, quick. The first, the the opening shot down the LIE is the drive exit. we've all made. Yeah, but my, it's, it's my like exit where we're on the LIE. Yeah, too. spoiler alert if you follow us it's where we all live is right along that stretch yeah leave that in joe come on no <laughs> we live in long island we don't live in the city when you hear new york people just assume the city yes True. this is what we're used to the suburbs yep. although they're in montauk and montauk is rural right but they show for some reason that stretch of yeah dude literally my exit the the entrance onto sunrise the funny part is they filmed most of this upstate yeah because uh, my, one of my friend's ex-girlfriends is actually an extra in this movie. And oh, they had to cool. go upstate for her to be in it. But I'm like, but they have the scene of them going, they couldn't find an abandoned house in Montauk or near Montauk or like on the east that's end. That's funny. That's yeah. really funny. What, and like that stretch of road that they show, Montauk is so much further east than that. Yeah. Really? So you're getting off the, like the exit to Sunrise and then going down. Yeah. So they, they, this is funny. They started at 58. Yeah. 66. <laughs> No, they get the 66, yeah, yeah. but the shot starts at 58. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, they show 66. Yep. They show my exit. Mm-hmm. And then they show 70, them getting onto Sunrise yeah. mm-hmm. to get all the way down there. 
right? 70, 70 Sunrise or is that 70s. William Floyd or whatever that is? 60 William Floyd. 70 is where I got off when I had to stay at my in-laws. Every yeah, I, I, that's yeah. what, okay. Mm-hmm. Are you sure you want me to leave off? <laughs> I don't care, man. What do we got? We don't have a stalker out there and that all, we know about. There's also, a, there's also a lot of Long Island on, in and around those areas. So, I mean. They're not yeah. going to pinpoint and freaking find us. No. I dare um, you. <laughs> Please just, knock on my door. Come in and have a cup of coffee. Go to random spots in Long Island to start young. Sequel's name. Sequel. <laughs> Who the fuck is Sequel? Why are you yelling at 6 a.m., motherfucker? Disturbing the peace. Um. So I, I and and okay. So so he's finally building this this friendship, this relationship, which seems parental. It's father daughter. With yeah. a weird sexual undertone. Is it? With Freudian. It's it's supposed a bunch to of weird be. Yes. Slips. So there's. Why I mean, did she kiss him the, then? The part I mean, at the end I hate. Yeah, I, it almost undermines the entire movie, and it, I don't like that choice. Actually, honest it, to God, it's super that's, awkward. That's the yes. moment for me that I'm like, now I'm really going to have to decide if I like or don't like this movie, because the relationship being awkward at first, and then becoming almost parental when she comes out of the water. Jeff Daniels' acting in that moment is, in my opinion, incredible. I think it's one of. They're it's both like, so good in this. They really are. Yeah. But that moment in particular, when he's like wrapping his coat around her and like pulling her and be like, "You can't do that." Like I was like, "Yeah, that's that, a dad." That yeah, that felt like a dad. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So all right, but then he maybe at that she, moment, what what to me, I felt like Jeff Daniels is such like a kid in a man's body. He's, he's riding so awkward. He's riding a kid's bike. Yes. He sees Emma Stone lighting a fire in in a in a garbage pail, mm-hmm. and it's almost like he finds that cool and he's like sneaking up behind her on his on his squeaky bike almost like a little kid would do to an older person that they want to like hang out with so i always got that like little kid older person vibe and then when um he does that whole babysitting thing which is weird and awkward to begin with to to get her in the house i'm thinking this movie's taking a turn he is attracted to her and he is wants to like form a relationship with her but that is not the case with this which is fine. It's still a highly inappropriate relationship. Sure. And and the the interesting thing is that Kiernan Culkin is saying that throughout the whole thing. Like, Dude, this guy's a perv. You need to get the fuck out of here. Yes. Like, and so is Ryan Reynolds. He's like, don't do this. Yeah, this exactly. This is a bad idea. This is a terrible choice. When that reveal happens. I knew it so far. So yeah. So, it's so early. I, I knew it on the not. beach. Yeah. I, I did not. I knew it like this. Yeah. Like the second scene before then. Like, I think the park bench, I'm like, I don't think anyone else can see Karen Culkin. I'm pretty sure she's, he's just her imaginary friend. I knew it on the beach. When, I, I when had he, a pretty, I, I yeah. had a feeling about it when they're hanging out and like, he's in the window. I was like, okay, maybe, maybe. But in the party scene, it didn't really like, the beach doesn't, the beach doesn't do it for me. Uh, I just, I, I allowed myself, to, I allowed myself to believe that she saw him and then he kind of like hid at that point on the beach, because I guess thinks whenever she sees him or we see him, it's her thinking about him. Yeah. So like, and uh, well, at, at that same... point too, I'm like, he's wearing the same thing in every freaking scene. He's definitely a, an imaginary friend. It's just oh, yeah. the, the film guy in you, in you. That's like, this doesn't make sense. He has to be in her subconscious. I think I got it when he's just hanging out in her room. I don't know why, but I just got the vibe. I'm like, okay, so they both have imaginary friends. I was waiting for the moment that like they discuss it with each other. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's like, I have Captain e- Captain Excellent. Oh, you thought Emma? I thought, thought they okay. were going to tell each other. I thought you were going to get the uh, the imaginary friends talking with each other, which which is, doesn't make sense really. But it's it's my favorite scene in the movie. Yeah, don't get me a, wrong. Ooh, but like, great moment in that movie. It's, well, it's tied for my favorite scene in the movie. My but, favorite scene in the movie is the bar scene. By far. That's my what? other favorite scene. Thousand percent. You like the bar scene? Oh, it's yeah. so freaking fun. It's the only time like I'm like enjoying myself watching the movie. Wow, okay. Oh, so good. I love both of those scenes. The bar scene, the bar scene is pretty good. Yeah. The bar scene also proves that he's he's not bad at what he does. Like, he can tell a story. But not on a page. He can't put pen to paper or typewriter. He doesn't know what to, to do paper. with his hands. That's yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. He can tell it though. It's in his head. But he just can't get it down. It turns out it was about him. That's why he couldn't name the hen. Yeah, Richard, had to Roger, be Richard, Milton, Richmond, 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 Norwood, Norwood, Merton. Was it Merton at first? Yeah, it was Merton. <laughs> at one point, he like it like clicks, and I thought I was like, oh, you know what? That makes a sense for a character name. And then like the door, the door knocking happens. I was like, oh, that sucks. And he never says that name again. 
I don't remember what name he was up to with that one. It was like Mitch or something like that. It started with an M. It was one of the M names. I don't think it was Mitch. No. I don't think it was Mitch either, but it was, it was an M name. two syllable. You had yeah. Merton. Merton, Norton, Richmond. Yep. I think Milton was. Milton. Milton? Maybe yeah, it's Milton. Milton. One. He was like, Milton. And he, like, right as he was about to hit the M. Ah, uh, when he... <laughs> that bar scene. It's great. Outstanding. Yeah. I'm trying to, and then it's followed I, up by one of the one of the one of the most inappropriate scenes in the movie. Yeah, that's that's probably tied for my least favorite. Yeah, because it's like it's Ooh, really uncomfortable. Dude. Yeah, it it is. It's super uncomfortable. It's super uncomfortable to the point where it's like, yeah, if I was her, I would have done the same thing because you're in the middle of the fucking woods. You're blocking her from leaving, and you're saying that she's the, like a beautiful girl. I oh, get what he really was drunk. Yeah, yeah, I get what he yeah, was I, doing. Like. What his brain thought he was doing, but the way he's doing it is so uncomfortable. Yeah, of yeah. course it is. Yeah, and I understand why she would think that. Coming home drunk. Yeah. She is the shining light in his life at she the moment. She made soup. Yeah, I didn't like the fact that he bought ingredients for her to make soup also. It's really weird that he slides it across the table. Yeah, <laughs> if you feel like it. No pressure, but I, you know, no want you to make soup. soup before. That's And that's the opening of the bar scene. He's like, hey, you want something off the menu? Nope. Got soup waiting for me. Homemade. Oh, you can't beat that. And then he's like, all right, he's going to form a bond with these guys. It's going to be great. Because when he first goes to the bar, I'm like, they are not going to understand him. He's going to get beat up or <laughs> or something. But no, he has that bar wrapped yeah. around his hand. It is yeah. so good. Well, the, bar also has two, the bar also has two people in it when he starts when he finally starts talking. And yes. then like, all of a sudden, like, all of the locals are like... He pulled all the yeah. guys playing darts. Yeah. And they're like, then what happens? And he's, he's telling the story. Well, it's a tragedy. Yeah. Oh, no. You got to be kidding me. <laughs> Yeah, what happens to them? They yeah. they flounder. They 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 dwindle until there's only one left. Oh, uh, they are they are hanging on his every word. Yeah. It's yeah. so captivating, and he's he's that's the most charming that he is during the movie too. Mm-hmm. So that's his least awkward moment. Yes, it's true. Where he's hanging out. There's so many of them drinking beer, and just telling telling his story. And I think one of the reasons that the char- I mean the character is super awkward and has some things that could potentially make him irredeemable. He's a man child. at fault, but I don't think Lisa Kudrow's character is doing anything to help the situation. They have like a loveless marriage. Not it only is, that, but it like... It is super uncomfortable she, to watch that too. The, the scene before she gets into like the huge fight with him because he's sleeping on the book bed, the book, book couch. Book couch. She literally tells him that she's unhappy and walks out. I'm like, yo, come, like, what exactly did you expect? You just told him that you're un- you're in an unhappy marriage. He kind of broached the subject, though. Yeah. <laughs> she drove out all the way to the Hamptons to stay about two minutes and then leave from the city. That's absurd. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. That's far. You work really that out. <laughs> yeah, you have to. You stay, in, you stay in chat a little bit more. What two and a half hours? Yeah. Easy. That's absurd. That's five yeah, hours of travel time. For two minutes? No. Gas in that. Mercedes-Benz SUV is too expensive for that no. shit. Also, if you notice, too, when he says goodbye to her for the first time when she's leaving, he has his head in the window. He's trying he to give her a kiss. Get, tries to give her a kiss. When he says goodbye the second time, he is standing at the car, gives a little wave, and she leaves. And for the third time, he is at the door, and she is in the car. Yep. Yep. They're progressively growing Getting, apart. Yep. They are this separating. This movie is a little too on the nose yeah. with its... Uh... It's very cliche. It's yes. got a lot of indie cliches in it. For sure. Things that like people that are into indie flicks would be like, oh my god, I love when the director shows... The progressive erosion of blah, blah, blah. Like, yeah, that definitely, they definitely do that. It's artsy for the sake of being artsy. There's really no point to it in this one. But the thing is, they're progressively moving away, and then they decide, nah, we're going to make it work. Well, I guess it's... Because he's growing up. He's coming of age, guys. Okay, but We don't know if they're going to make it work, too. But they're going to try, gosh darn it. But, like, I'm also really interested in the... In who to believe. I'm like, we go through the whole movie thinking that Richard Dunn is the last of his line because the surgeon doctor wife decided not to have kids, like didn't want to have kids. And then it comes out that she was like, yeah, no, I was fine with having kids. You're the one that didn't want kids. She was, he wasn't ready at the time that she was ready and now she can't. That's her. That's what she's saying. That's what she's saying. But his perception, his perception, his view of the situation was that he was ready and she didn't want them. Perhaps. Well, maybe he means now. Now he's ready. Like and recently, now she can. Maybe he's come around, but, but she, Emma Stone she can. is. But ripe. I guess never told him that. 
Yeah, but that's just, <laughs> maybe, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> but see, then <laughs> she's not ripe enough yet. Exactly. And that's and that's the 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 juxtaposition we're put in is is he looking at Emma Stone as somebody who is going to fill that role, or is it a surrogate child? I think it's a surrogate child. I think so as well. Probably. But the movie also has these moments where it's like, maybe not, and that's what's awkward. Yeah, that's that's what makes the end I don't like so much, because it's never seemed like a, a mutual thing. Like there's, yeah, Emma Stone's never seemed like the There's just the one scene where it's hinted at that that's what he's trying to do because he comes on too strong and weird and creepy and drunk but that's not actually what he wants and then the scene with her kissing him on the mouth is a tiny kiss but i'm like why why are you doing yeah. this just hug like normal people who are friends like what direction is this that's the and that's the thing at no point does it ever like even if even if like when he was drunk he had come on to her she never reciprocated that at any point ever it has always been a friendship relationship. And yeah. then in that moment, it calls into question whether or not it was or wasn't. And you're like, I wish he had just stuck with it. Like, or, or just kiss him on the cheek. And then there's, there's no confusion it. here. Yeah. And then I don't like the, the ending because, like, it, I wasn't that invested in the movie. But it sort of, like, broke my heart that, like, they just weren't going to see each other anymore. They weren't going to be friends anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's He just leaves her with a piece of paper that he folded into a swan finally. And it's like... But this was like your adopted child which for is, a couple which, of weeks. Which is calling into problem why what he does is so fucked. She's been, it, it, whether in a literal sense or in a figurative sense, abandoned by her actual parents. She takes on this surrogate father figure, which she doesn't realize that she has to actually be more maternal than she probably wants to be. But it turns into that actual surrogate father relationship. And then at the end, what does he do? Because his wife says so. Sorry, I can't talk to you anymore. We're not friends. I can't be your surrogate father anymore. He, she gets abandoned by yet another father. I That broke my fucking heart. And, and it's unsatisfying because I don't think it's what he wants to do. It is very unsatisfying. Top that off. She gets abandoned by her imaginary friend. Well, I she mean, did that. No. She does not do that. He does that. He asks Captain Excellent to leave, and then she goes upstairs and sees Kieran, Cull- oh, his or her imaginary friend, hanging himself. But technically, she did that. Well, in her subconscious, yes. she did that. I don't know because she seems so shocked she, by it. She has to have done it. She seems shocked, but she's it's she her imaginary like she, friend. She seems shocked, but she seems like she's she accepts it almost immediately. Like she's like, shocked at first, and then like two seconds later, she's like, okay. Almost it's as if okay. she said, "Okay, I can't have this imaginary friend anymore," and that's what her—that's how her imagine. So that's where, fucked. I hate that. But I just, really, sh- I hated sure. that imagery. I wouldn't have been surprised. It's much more graphic than it needs to be. Yes, like they could have had yeah. a nice heart to heart, and he could have just left. Is that what we're arguing? She about? created yeah. this. Yeah. The, but, she created this kid to help her deal cope with the situation of losing her sister. And then and he they're kills gonna, himself. Then yes. they're gonna see him kill himself. That's like why? Yeah, it's, 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 because oh. her imaginary friend's a piece of shit. Her imaginary friend. Her is, psyche is all messed up. Her imaginary friend is pretty fucking awful. Her imaginary <laughs> friend was getting jealous that she took him to the to the beach spot and was like, "I could just leave to California." Yo, douche. Chill that would have been fine by me. See, show him getting on a bus to California. Okay, that's, that's all well and good, but my point is... <laughs> or an unmarked clear. bus that on the line it doesn't run anymore. That's hey. it. That means she was dead. <laughs> Perhaps. But my point being is... is Kieran Culkin is like saying things specifically to hurt her because any time that she makes a decision that goes against what he wants, instead of just being like, bad idea, he's like, I could just leave... Is she well, saying, he's, doing he's saying things so she would not see that guy anymore because he is also in the opinion of Ryan Reynolds that this relationship is no bueno. Yeah. Well, he wants her to he wants her to succeed and like branch out and have actual friends because he knows that, but on the same point, her psyche has made him to be like obsessed with her. Yeah. And and borderline it's, and borderline I'm in love it's a really weird dichotomy. Mhm. It's the he that he it's the it's the person that he has to be has been created to be and the person that he actually wants to be. It's it's such a weird thing. Like it's cool, but it's also confusing. So she created a person that is obsessed with her because she doesn't have attention she from needs anybody. Someone, yeah. And 
Have you? Do you two ever been that guy? It sucks being that guy. Yes. It yes, really, that really sucks being that guy. That's obsessed with somebody that really likes you as a friend, but doesn't want to. Will never. And sh- and for her to create someone like that, that's. Yeah, well, that's. I mean, she's desperate she's... and needy because she doesn't. That's why she's dating the biggest douche in the world. For Chicken shit. That guy's the bastard. worst. He's an asshole. Hunter Parrish is great, but that character <laughs> is awful. Fuck. Fuck, I like you know what? I want to punch him the, every scene. Oh, you're right, but uh, that's one of this is gonna sound awful, but bright spots in this movie is that at least that character, there's no ambiguity. At no point am I, do I like this guy? Do I not like this guy? Oh, oh yeah, it's no, just, you right off the bat, that, that guy's dude. a scumbag. The minute he's like, no, I can't turn the heat on. You paying for the gas? And then he's like, get out of the car. He jumps and back blasts, in the front seat, eats a burger, and like, blasts you can leave the now. fucking heat. What a fucktard. Yeah. I, he's the worst. Yeah. Even when he's making out with her aggressively the first time you see him, you're like, okay, we don't like this guy. Yeah. yeah. And then Kieran Culkin's like off around the other side of the building. Like he just pops out at the end. You could easily be a cheerleader. Shut up. Or whatever <laughs> she says. Yeah, I don't. I, I, so many breadcrumbs that lead to him being her imaginary friend. Yes. Yeah, I mean, you're right. And, and I think that the early ones I just kind of ignored. I was looking for the twist. I'm like, this is an indie movie. This has got to be even weirder than yeah. on the surface. I, I love, but I mean, I, I love that moment when Captain Excellent and what is his name? Christopher. Christopher. Christopher yes, uh, Christopher meet. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. I'm confused as to how it happened. I guess because they're sleeping in proximity, their imaginations can touch or some weird shit like I don't that. Know. Maybe there's I don't know. a world of oh, if Foster's imaginary friends, right? Foster's home for imaginary friends. You guys ever watched that? Cartoon? I love that show. It's a great show. Uncle imaginary Pockets. friends can like communicate with each other in their own yeah it's like uh i mean to add just another example big mouth is the same way they've yeah. got their individual hormone monsters but they all report to the same hormone sure. monster hq i'll take your word for that one it's good you should watch it um too many things fair but when they both have that the the imaginary friend heart to heart it's like they both come to the realization and conclusion that they can't be with their person anymore well i mean captain excellent has no choice or Captain Excellence. I don't remember which one it is. Excellent. Excellent. Like, he's stuck there until whatever Richard decides to let him go. Because he's, like, he's like, I started in second up. grade. Mm-hmm. I've been doing this for, what, 40 years? If you got a chance, man. Yeah. Run. And I think that was the thing. I think he knows... I think Captain Excellent... And we don't know this far back into Richard's history. But I think Captain Excellent thinks... Knows that there was a time that he was offered an out. Probably. And he, and he didn't take it. Like, maybe at the start of the marriage. Could be. Because, I mean, she knows about him. Yeah. You didn't bring him out here, did you? No, of course not. God. He's in the door. <laughs> it's an interesting role for Ryan Reynolds. It's, yeah, he's really... Like, I read that in one of the reviews that I just skimmed, because I was curious, someone said he was miscast. I'm like, I think he's great. Yeah. I don't know who does this role better than him. I think he's exactly... He's I such mean, a smartass, but he's right, so he deserves it. And I think the thing is, people think of him as, like, more strictly an actual comic as in funny comedic Mm -hmm. character um so this was not he wasn't meant to specifically be laughable he was funny his parts his parts were like ha 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 but like not like gut busting oh no no Um, but this movie's not meant to be i know that but like and i think that's why people were like oh this is a miscast because ryan should just be funny all the time maybe no i think he's just a good witty character yeah i've always thought that about him I think he's really good. All his little, just because he's got that sharp wit and those quick hitting lines. Yeah, this is perfect for him. He's like, timing oh, is this, in... this isn't a good idea. Yeah, this time... ends poorly. Timing is great for him. Yeah, him jumping over the couch like tackling to be like, no, oh, I won't let yes. you go, and then she, he like kicks him away. The knock at the door when his wife's in the shower. Richard, who is it? Girl Scout. Girl Scout. <laughs> the way he looks at him is yeah. like, oh my god, that worked. Yeah, he's like, nice. <laughs> and Ryan's like. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing, right? So the imaginary friends are that person's subconscious, right? Kind it's, of. It's their more creation. Or less, yeah. yeah, their creation. Uh-huh. Which means that everything he, that they say. He does know the right answer deep down. Exactly. Just, yeah. He has to hear it from Captain Excellence because his stupid brain won't let him make the right decision on his own. Yet he doesn't follow the right decision the four other times that he has a chance to. Well, I mean. We're human beings. When someone else gives us advice, we very rarely follow. <laughs> we're gonna do what we're gonna do. It's true. I'll tell you a existential story about that from one of my favorite existential writers, but 
We don't have time for that. Maybe after the podcast. Sure. All right. No point in telling it now. Let's close. Let's close down shop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you guys did your favorites, right? Yes, sir. Yes, I've. Two uh, of them. Mine. Mine is gonna be either the, um, the beach scene when she runs in. The first, okay, the first one. Yeah, okay. the first. Yeah, 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 the first beach scene when she runs in and like she like quotes his book. Um, I wrote that. Yeah, did I write that? That's not. I wrote that. Or the uh, the imaginary friends meeting. I think you could you can make an argument for either one. Both good choices. I also feel bad that she finally opens herself up and like really tells her whole story. And he's drunk out. and asleep. Yep, that sucks. Yeah. But maybe that's exactly what she wanted. Maybe she wanted to be able to tell somebody, but not have that, but know that that person wasn't going to actually hear it. I like that. Because it starts out as a, I mean, it's still a really nice scene, but then it ends up with him being asleep. Like, I was hoping he was going to be awake for her part, because he's like, I have love for you, but it's not in a weird way. It's just. And that's the thing, right? Like, that's, that's a, it's a weird line for them to need to even say. I wish they had just stuck with. It's as if they needed to write that line in because it was too ambiguous. Like they knew they knew that it was too ambiguous, and like it's like, oh, you have to have the character say this. What a Where drunk you... man child just telling a seventeen-year-old girl that he loves her, and that's it. No, yeah, what I mean that's, is like that's weird. Yeah. No, what I mean is like, if you had made, if you had built their friendship and their relationship more soundly, going in that direction, that those words don't need to be said at all. I mean, I agree that. If you don't put the line in, if he doesn't tell her that at all, you can still ascertain that, sure. I'll give you that. That's a fair point. Yeah. Especially Either way you... works for me, I think. One's just more in your face. Exactly. But I also think that they were too ambiguous at other points in the movie where they felt the need to write the line. Where if they had just picked the line and stayed in it, then it wouldn't have been an issue. I got you. That was your least? No, that was my... Favorite. Oh, that was... Well... You said your favorite. I said was my favorite. favorite scene. Yeah, that's that everybody's favorite. Did anybody do least? No, I mean, I guess my. <sighs> I mean, mine is him coming home from the bar. That's just that's the most cringe of all the scenes. I I didn't care for the car scene with with her and her boyfriend. I didn't care. It's it's, it's a toss up between that and the. Uh, you didn't like the sex scene. No. Okay. I mean, it, it sets up. How big of a douche he is, so yeah. it kind of makes sense, but I can understand not liking it. And uh, it's, I guess it's a tie between that and um, her imaginary friend hanging himself. I didn't need that imagery. That's I think fair. I could have done it in a different way. I just. Uh... It's just weird that, like, again, going back to like her being abandoned by her surrogate father again, or not again, but a second father figure like abandoning her to then walk up and have her only friend, who's an imaginary friend hanging in her bedroom well, i mean it represents growth and he's a weird emo stalker kid so he totally would kill himself if he was a real kid in that situation yeah i guess the movie doesn't do a good enough job of sh- like what is her character going to do now right she's doesn't the two people that she was connected with that we know as the audience are gone so and it's like I don't know if I'm supposed to be uplifted that she's going to like go into this brave new world and like make it on her own or, or try to do something else or just I, I have no idea what direction she's going to go in. I like to think she's going to be okay. Yeah, but like there's no evidence of that. Other Superman than the, too. Other than the fact that she, I think if she hadn't grown and she was still wrapped up in what happened, she wouldn't have had the strength to let the letter go to sea. Right, so that's the that's the the silver lining of hope that we get with her, and shortly before that, she reminds us that it's about to be spring, and spring is rebirth. The time that and she arrival. loves the most. It's the time that she loves most. She also got rid of the douchebag boyfriend, so things are turning. Around. Everything's coming up, Abby. I it's it's, it's gonna again, be. She it's got rid of the douchebag boyfriend too. It's like who is this person gonna talk to? Like, well, what? well, that's like talking to a brick wall. Where, like, where, I was the worst. Where is this other? Uh, the, She'll these... meet new people. There's tourists. Hopefully, coming. hopefully, yeah. hopefully. And that's know. the thing. She meets she meets one decent group of people that are touristy. Mm-hmm. Even she, just other 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 still... Long Islanders that are going out there for the weekend, and they're like, well, you know, we're in we're in to talk it, man. Just. Hop in the car. She's got a car. I understand the direction that it could go is positive, 
but there's nothing to lead me to believe that is going to be positive. Which is and the which is that's the, why this movie doesn't really work for me. It's unsatisfying. It's incredibly it, it, unsatisfying. Yeah, it, it's a sad ending, which is okay, but it's got potential to be hope and. It's a sad hopeful? ending that didn't need to be sad. Because they could find a way to still stay in contact with this it's new relationship they formed Facebook, with each other. Bro, yeah. Facebook, <laughs> email, pen pal. Yeah. He, he writes like for a living. Yes. He doesn't like computer. He never opens the computer that you got. Then pen pal. Sure. Maybe. But like, I mean, and that's the thing, right? So. Maybe they do. You can have the sad ending where like, yeah, they can't be friends in the physical. Like she can't go over to the house anymore. But that doesn't mean he has to be gone forever. And, and it kind of suggests that he is. They could correspond. He could vacation in the Hamptons once he works things out with Lisa or, Kudrow, whose name they, I don't remember. I, I like to believe, or I want to believe, they don't work it out. And yeah. they just go back to the city. They figure out how to do an amicable split. And then he goes and does his writing recluse thing. And she continues her successful doctor mm-hmm. life and meets someone that can support her needs. I also don't actually know if he is a failed writer or if he's a good writer. I really he's don't failed. know. Are we sure? No one bought any of his books. He says that. That's yes. why he bought so many of them and made a couch out right. of them. He says that. Yes. He says that. But she comes back and is like, we make enough money. You yep, make I, enough money writing. She patented a surgery. Yeah. She's, she's like, she's she patented a piece it. of a surgery. Okay, so. Uh, uh, do you guys know what that is? A shunt? I don't know what a shunt is, yes. Do you know what a shunt is? Uh, I think I'm thinking of something else. So it's like a little piece that, like, essentially goes in to replace like, the heart? Heart valves. Okay, Valve, so that it, yes. is, it is a thing I'm thinking mm-hmm. of. All right. Mm-hmm. It's like pediatric too, isn't it? Didn't what, they say what, whatever the line, it, it might be. But like, yeah. So she's she's a doctor. She's making bank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's affording him to, to it's be the royal a failed writer. Yeah, to fail to be a failed writer, right? He probably can't do that on his own. Hmm, maybe she'll he'll write for a a local Long Island newspaper, like the Dance North Shore, the North Shore Sun. Newsday. <laughs> Newsday is pretty like well known. It is. Dance paper is specifically for the Hamptons, though, isn't it? No idea. I don't know. I know it's an East End. I know it's an East End paper. And that's the other thing, right? She loved that book. There has to be something about it. Does she? Wait, who? Abby? Abby. Abby loves it. Yeah, yeah. I thought you meant Lisa Kudrow. I was like, she. I don't think she loves it. I, I don't, don't think she's even read it. No, I doubt. I doubt she cares. If you know someone that wrote a book, are you instantly going to like that book more than you should? Depends how much I like that person. Yes. And at that point in time, we really don't know. I think that's what makes her. That's what makes her go back. I think that's what makes her go back for the second week. I just think it's an easy, an interesting character, and maybe. And what what else is she going to do? It, she so she had two interactions. She had the weird, using hand soap on the bike, right, and <laughs> the one night where he gives her forty two, forty eight dollars, forty two dollars, whatever it is, for three hours for her to house sit, babysit, babysit. Also, you know, soup costs money. Soup does cost money. That's labor. But that's what I mean. Like, there's no reason for her to go back that next week, except for the fact that she stole the book, and she was like, I like this, and went back. I think she was going to go back no matter what, because her life is in shambles. She's got nothing else going on. she's got on. nothing else going on. Mm-hmm. My least favorite scene is the party scene. I am so uncomfortable the entire time that that happens. I kind of like the party scene. I think the party scene is incredibly necessary. It is necessary. It is so necessary. I, it, It's my least favorite because I can't get over how uncomfortable I am with it. And I'm like, I know this is a bad idea. There is a From m- the get-go, Like my gut is like, this is such a bad idea. And I feel like Abby should have done more to be like, we really shouldn't do this. There is a moment during the party scene that is really bad. Incredibly bad. I'm 15. Don't talk to those girls. What are you doing? He's why just is there he... to talk to people. He's not like yeah, but why is he ignoring he... the one friend he actually has? Yes, and he is—he's big shotting because he's a man child. He's big shotting, yeah. right? He's drinking a beer with underage kids, and he is alone. Stop, stop being alone with one or two underage girls. Just don't do yeah, it. Not fair. a good look, yeah. man. Yeah. No, no, it's not. Agreed. I think that might have been the worst part. I, uh, I, I just feel like Abby and was forced into letting him have this party and i was like i i feel like she knew it was going to end poorly at least for her and it did and i fucking i my heart broke so hard like three times in that scene like they're all like they're all hanging out and laughing with this guy because he's the kooky old novelty he's that a, like is he's a joke yeah and and, the, and 
But there are certain points in the party where he's not a joke. He's mostly a joke, but there are kinds times and like moments during the party where it seems like they're legitimately like enjoying his company. Yeah. When Possibly. he's hitting the pinata when they're playing quarters, like they're not. I don't think they're laughing at him ironically. I think they're just like having fun. In but I think moments. that's the thing. There are certain people at the party that are laughing and having fun, but then yeah, there yeah. are other moments that you're like, oh my god. Yeah, no, it's it's a very mixed bag. Yeah. The I'm 15 part though, like, is bad enough. But to even have him suggest that they were 18 is even worse. Yeah. <laughs> it just sends a total wrong message because we're supposed to. He did say 17. Does he say 17? Yeah. He's like, yeah, I wouldn't want to be 17 again. Oh, I thought you said They're like, we're 15. He's like, oh. Oh. Okay. It's (laughs) slightly less worse, but still pretty bad. Except for the fact that that's also making, like, the grand scheme of, like, what's happening in this household is so much worse if there are 15-year-olds there and a full-grown adult. It's one thing if a bunch of high school kids throw a party and some freshmen are there. It's a whole different thing. If a grown... If a grown man is throwing a party for, like... All of the high school kids, and that includes the freshmen. Like Maybe. that's it's so much worse. This well, is the precursor yeah. to Ma. <laughs> well, he's he's kind of an idiot, and I just realized like he's when your dad tries to be your friend, mm-hmm. like when so so you'll think he's cool, like kind he of. just gets into the things that you're into. I'm just <laughs> that's a cliche. Remembering that scene from Never Back Down when Ryan's working out with his friends and his dad's like making drinks. Oh yeah, <laughs> yep. It's exactly like that. Like. <laughs> no one thinks dad is actually cool, but he's trying so hard. Come on, have a drink with it's me. It's really awkward. Yeah. And that's what that whole scene is. So uh, Also, it, again, coming up with other movies that have that similar thing is uh, Amy Poehler and Mean Girls. Haven't seen that one. Oh, yeah. Haven't seen Mean uh, Girls? No. She plays, um, she plays the mom. Yeah, uh, Rachel McAdams' mother. Yep, yep. And she's like Whoa. trying to be the... She literally <laughs> uses the word, I'm the cool mom. Yeah. So I guess she's bringing in daiquiris or some bullshit. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> She's wearing that shirt. Mikasa Sukasa, you know? When he does the weird chest yep. thing like three times. Yep. <laughs> I was like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> only only moment in the entire movie where I'm not like actively like, yo, yo uh, Hunter, you're an asshole. It's the only time. I don't know the character's name. I don't know the character's name either. It's one of the only times in the movie that I'm like, not like, yo, he's just a complete nutter. Because he's, even me as a normal, decent human being would have been like, I don't, why? Why would you do that? Why are you doing this? What's up? <laughs> one step away. He really is one I step away. I think he does that. say that when they first show up. I feel like his yes. name is Bryce, but I think that's wrong. No, that sounds right. I, think I think it's it Bryce. Is. That sounds right. Oh, uh, what a douchey name. Yeah, it's the worst name. <laughs> Sorry if your name Bryce. We don't we don't dislike you personally. I'm glad we all stopped talking at the same exact time. <laughs> this is easy to edit out at that point. It's Bryce. Nailed Yay. it. The only other person listed on IMDb is in the cast is someone named Lucy. I don't remember a Lucy. Is that the wife? No, I can't. No, that's because that I was clear. That's Parnell's uh, wife. But why is Parnell not there? She has the same amount of screen time and probably oh, less lines than Parnell. Right. It's Pete and Lucy. Pete and yeah. Lucy. Yeah. That's weird. That's just a weird Maybe he thing went uncredited. Say. He did it for free. <laughs> he did it for a meatball sub. Could have been. A cup of coffee like Brad Pitt. And, uh, yeah. Deadpool too. The intera- the 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 last interaction between Claire and Abby also sucks pretty hard. I think it's I was hoping that was gonna be a less uncomfortable scene. Yep. I feel it's more grounded and based in reality. I, I, I no agree. one has a after something like that happens, no one's gonna have a touchy feely, okay, I forgive you type moment. Her rolling up the window, it felt really like human and real to me. I like that. That's yeah. fair. So that's like not an indie cliche moment. Because you, you'd expect that to happen. You'd expect yes. them to have a heart-to-heart. Exactly. Like, get in the yeah, car, yeah. drive you home or something like that. Yeah. No, or even like, if it was just a, yeah, uh, even just like staying, st- like staying silent and not like rolling the window up. And just turning Still. the engine on and leaving. But yeah, like just rolling the window up is, is hurt. It like hurts. Because Abby's doing what she thinks is right. Which I actually kind of agree. I think yeah. Abby's in the right by approaching her. Yeah, and saying exactly what it is is like he's she's admitting that he's a surrogate father. Yes, and that's what and that's you know. So is she doing the right thing? That's interesting. 
I think at certain points in life when something like that happens, yes, you, I think you want to approach the person to make yourself feel better yeah, about what happened. But you should she not. thinks it's right, but it's kind of selfish. Exactly. She's just saying, like, you know what? At least I tried. Yeah. That, that's that's her, her thing. I don't think Lisa Kudrow is, like, in the mood to even hear it. No, and, I mean, she certainly isn't. And there's clearly she's not. No reason for the, for her to approach at that, that moment. Also, Nothing no, good can come of it. I guess that's fair. I also don't know why Lisa Kudrow is. Why is Lisa Kudrow hanging around? Is she trying to make the decision whether or not she's going to stay know, or she's go. Driving that, around yeah. and it's thinking. a long drive back to the city. Yeah, but it's, she's thinking about stuff. a couple. Last time she was there, she stayed two minutes. Was like, fuck this, I'm leaving. If you have like Who a knows? fight of that scale. Yeah, you just kind of like drive around, meander. Just you're just thinking about stuff. She she doesn't know what she's going to do and how they're going to progress. Mm-hmm. Like if she does go back to the city, she's eventually going to have to make the drive back because he has no means of getting home. He's a kid. <laughs> he's a bike. Yeah, he's going to bike back to Manhattan. Man, that'd be far. Once the weather gets warmer. <laughs> Better than advertised. No, this is great. I like the outdoor setup too. I, I like that he slowly moves. I, I like the fact that he slowly moves the furniture and creates like the living room and the outside, like that somehow better. I find that interesting, but I also am a little annoyed that they never delve into why he feels the need to do that. It's it's gotta symbolize something that I'm not smart enough to get at. I don't know. Yeah. It's just quirky writer, or cliche. maybe he's just a weirdo. Yeah, could be. <laughs> Who knows? People do weird things to get out of their writer's block, according to. TV and movies. Huh? Oh yeah, that's true. But then his one, his one, quite like straight up question about the couch is when he sat on. He's like, "Does this couch make me look fat?" Which is kind of funny. I guess, but I would, I would I sit, sit there. there. <laughs> <laughs> Enough said. The next thing you know, it's outside, and that's when he's pulling it. But Ryan Reynolds is there, like doing like Superman, like ice wind blowing. <laughs> yeah, you get the sound effect. It was that was good. So good. I like it when Ryan Reynolds begins to type and he runs and knocks a typewriter. Get out of here! And he's prying keys off of the typewriter. This is a weird guy. Yeah. He's got to do something with his hands. If he can't type with the machine, he's going to pull his keys off. Even Jesus was a carpenter. Even he had to have a second job. Should we rate it? I think so. I feel like we've talked about this a lot. Sure. We've broken it down and now we're going to let you know our scores for the movie that we review as usual. We're going to do our Infinity Stone scale from 1 to 6. If you give it 6 stones, you can also give it an Infinity Gauntlet. And we're going to kick it off with my buddy's sequel. I don't particularly care for this movie too much. There's a lot going on. I, the relationship between the characters is inappropriate. It's tough for me to get beyond that. That being said, it's just one of those movies where I was curious to see where it was going to go. For that reason, I'm going to give it 3 stones. I do think the acting performances are are top-notch. I didn't really care for the story too much, but again, I was on the hook. Like, I just, you watch it, once you start this movie, you're not shutting it off at any point. You're going to finish it because you want to see what happens. And It's partly like a train wreck. Yes, it's it's a very unsatisfying conclusion. So, um, it has zero rewatchability. I'm glad I saw it. Long Island Strong. Um, <laughs> they showed my exit on a movie, which is kind of cool. Which, so. which has never happened before, as far as we know. <laughs> exactly. Ah, uh, that's it. Corey, what are you giving it? I'm gonna go a little higher. Uh, I I need to see this again. This is a, a lot like Ghost World, where a lot like Ghost World, where upon rewatching it once or twice, I might give it more or less. Um, but I'm going with four stones. I. I the performance in this are so good, and I'm so intrigued by the story that they're trying to tell. I think that the writing in this is a little clunky for its own good. I think it, this a couple passes with a couple different sets of eyes would have done this movie some good. I think this movie had potential, like has the bones and the structure to be amazing. Jeff Daniels is unfucking believable in this. He's good generally, but I I am. I love his performance in this from top to bottom. Uh, Four stones. I'm going to echo a lot of your sentiments. I think everybody in this movie does a great job. This story is very compelling. The only problem is it has so many rough patches along the way. That's what prevents this movie from being truly great in my eyes. 
So in the end, I think I liked it about as much as Ghost World, even though it's much cringier than Ghost World. Like, Ghost World I thought was cringy, and then we watched this in yeah. the, the week afterwards, and I was like, Ghost World's not as cringy as I thought, because this movie is very uncomfortable at times. I think it's like, in Ghost World, the inappropriate relationship is initiated by the younger party, whereas in this, it's sort of initiated by the older party, but he doesn't have the in, that, those intentions it's it's weird. They're it is similar. weird because Ghost World actually progresses into a physical relationship, right. as this one doesn't. This one is never romantic. It's yes. just it's weird. But anyway, long story short, I'm giving this movie four stones. Also, I enjoy it. I I would recommend it if you're an indie person, if you like. Yeah, there's indie, smaller indie films. Hundred percent. If if you because it is compelling. If you have my indie tastes, indie movie taste, this is right up your alley. And those are our scores for Paper Man. If you've seen Paper Man and want to let us know your thoughts about it, or really just anything else, send us something. Send us an email, zthpodcast at gmail.com. Boom. Boom. <laughs> Nailed it. Send us a list of your top favorite fish over to ZTH Podcast on Twitter. If you are good at origami, take pictures of your origami, post it on Instagram, and tag us at ZTH Podcast. We're going to talk about fish monsters. It's a this. fluke. In what sense? <laughs> Which is such a non-fishing person thing yeah. to say. Yeah. They're such nerds. We all know what fluke is. There's a lot of seafood references in this, too. It's Long Island. Yeah. Montauk. Why <laughs> <laughs> lobster? Never mind. It's fine. It's what they do. Oh, yeah. The lobster scene. Don't name it, Richard. <laughs> We're on Facebook. Facebook.com slash CTH podcast or search for us within Facebook. Zeros talking heroes. Zeros and heroes and in ES. Find us on iTunes, your podcast app. Rate us, review us. Let us know you guys are sitting in the exact same pose and it's throwing me off. <laughs> Hold on, wait. <laughs> All three of us. Leave the exact same pose. pose. You can't see it. Just believe it. So get out there, interact with us on social media, tell people about the show. That's all we want out of you. Thank you for being here and sharing this movie review with us. Next time we're going to be doing another kind of off-kilter superhero movie, like just technically sneaks in the purview, Birdman with Michael Keaton. Best picture winner. Yeah. I'm really excited about it. I'm this. excited because the time I tried renting it, the disc skipped a whole bunch of scenes. So I, I had to return it and not finish it. That sucks. I saw this yeah, in the theaters, suck. and I saw it once after, and I was kind of low on it both times. So I'm hopefully this time around, enough we'll, time has passed where I can. Uh, we'll find out. Yeah. yeah. So join us next time for Birdman, and until then, it's my job as always to let you know that every movie out there is someone's favorite movie, Paper Man included. Bye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>